When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Josie with Affirmation Pod, and I know it's not unheard of that I publish a Friday episode since I did kick off this year with the birthday affirmations, but I wanted to introduce this one that it is not an affirmations episode. I had mentioned a couple weeks ago that I wanted to share what's going on for me during this very intense time of Asian hate. It's been harder on me than I'd like to admit. This week, my son and I were early to pick up my daughter from school. And I thought about going to the grocery store so I could pick up a few things. And I felt fear and anxiety around whether or not I should do that, especially with my young son with me. Would I be putting him in danger in any way? I did coach myself through that. And we did end up going, but I could feel myself definitely on heightened alert. When we were almost done shopping, I remembered, I need olive oil. And just as we turned into that aisle, a man started moving quickly toward us. He did race right past us, and when I turned around, I saw that he was rushing to the cashier who was available and not helping anyone. But I had that moment of, is he coming to yell at us, to attack us? So needless to say, it's been stressful, and I know I need to give myself more time to process it. I know I said it in an earlier episode, but I really, really am thankful and appreciate everyone who's just checked in with me. It means a lot. Now to introduce this episode... I hosted a live fireside chat on March 26th, 2021, on the topic of anti-Asian hate. I invited three guests who have put in so much time and effort into lifting up Asian voices and Asian experiences. I did this live on the Fireside app, which right now is still in beta, but what I really appreciate is that it was able to give others the opportunity to offer their voices and their perspectives to the conversation in an open and respectful way. The last thing I'll mention is I didn't use my Affirmation Pod recording setup. I was actually at my desk using an old earphone mic that wasn't working very well. So my audio in the conversation isn't as clear and does get choppy at times. I apologize for that. And I hope you can overlook it because it is a valuable conversation. It also meant my show note link wasn't very clear at the end. So I want to say here that info about my guests as well as more info is that affirmationpod.com slash stop Asian hate. That's affirmationpod.com slash stop Asian hate. Thank you for listening to this episode of Affirmation Pod today and for standing with me and the Asian community. Here's my March 26th fireside chat on anti-Asian hate. Hello and welcome everyone here live on Fireside. Also big welcome if you're listening to the recording. Thank you for being here. I'm Josie from the Affirmation Pod podcast. And I have right now two, I will have three special guests with me. Uh, They don't know, but one of the reasons why they're here is because I may cry at any point during this conversation. I have my box of tissues here with me, but these guests, they have over 1200 podcast episodes between them. So they can definitely carry on the conversation if I need to take a moment. I want this time to be a space where we can hear from podcasters in the Asian podcasting community, especially during this painful 
and intense time. I also want to create a space where you can share your thoughts and ask your questions that you may have for them. Uh, here's a bit about why I chose my guests. Last Wednesday was a really busy day for me. In the morning, I had seen the headline about a mass shooting in Atlanta, but I didn't tap to read more. It was the anniversary of my dad's passing, so we were going to the cemetery. My mom was getting her vaccination, and I needed to drop off my kids at my friends so I, I can take my mom to the vaccination and run some errands with her. By the time I got home, I got to the kids to bed and looked at a screen. Uh, I'd seen two of my guests. Lee and Andy had posted a meetup so that Asian podcasters could create um, and have a safe space pause and be together. I thought, wow, when is this? And I realized that it had already happened earlier that night, and it brought me a deep appreciation for how quickly Lee and Andy brought people together. Lee and Andy are the co-founders of the Asian American Podcasters Association. After I saw their post, I saw Sheena post about how the reporting of what happened in Atlanta humanized the killer and not our Asian sisters. At that point, I had not learned of all that had happened but I knew I would need to muster the strength to hear everything that happened. And I also felt gutted for Sheena because she has interviewed so many Asian women on her podcast. She has over 800 episodes and she's working on an Asian Women Boss Up Summit next week. And to have this happen in the middle of all of this, uh, I just really felt for Sheena and I wanted to hear from her and check in with her. So I'm hoping we can do that now. Lee, looks like you are here. Can you unmute yourself? And then how are you doing? Hi, thank you so much, Josie. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Perfect. Thank you so much for inviting us tonight uh, to your show. This is a very, um, a very important time for all of us. And the reason for that is because for far too long, Asians and Asian American Pacific Islanders our culture is to be quiet and not say much. And this is a critical pivoting point for all of us to speak up and use our voices. And I know we talked in the green room about a statement that the Asian American Podcasters Association has come to share. And I would love to share that with everyone now, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. We condemn racism, hate, and violence, and we reinforce the critical need to be purposely inclusive of all people. As content creators, editors, hosts, and producers, we are uniquely positioned to use our platforms for good and to serve as resources for constructive conversations. Change starts with each of us. Thus, AAP is calling on all podcasters across the globe to take action whenever and wherever possible, including in your very next episode. And a suggested drop for your next episode is something like this. In other news, please join me in stopping Asian and Asian American hate by speaking up and doing what you can to be part of the solution. Please support and stand up for equality for all people of color. It can be as simple as letting your network know that you are an ally and that you're checking in on friends. I'll put a link in this episode's show notes for more information on hashtag stop Asian hate. And we'll have that on the AAP website. But we're also urging all podcasters to reach out to AAP and other AAPI organizations to highlight and showcase 
AAPI showrunners and other folks and and to reach out for their various expertise on given topics. We want to normalize Asian coverage. And, you know, the AAP has a speakers bureau, and we're happy to introduce you to any one of our listed podcasters, such as Josie Ong. And we're grateful to those podcasters who have consistently shown up as allies for Asians and Asian American Pacific Islanders and all other people of color. Such uh, coverage, if you will, affects how Asian and Asian Americans are seen and treated and promotes positive change for a more inclusive and compassionate society across this nation. And on that note, we have suggested actions you can take today. I won't go into it uh, until Josie says that we can, but basically say something. And for those of you who are not Asian American and you're listening tonight and you have a podcast, please do consider using your platform with a simple sentence or two to show support for not only us, but all people of color. Thank you so much, Josie. Thanks, Lee. Can you tell me what the process was like to come up with that statement? Certainly. Uh, I just want to make sure. Okay, so I muted myself and (laughs) I just want to make sure I was unmuted. The process involved our first fireside chat within the Asian American Podcasters Association community. We invited folks to join us. And then during the fireside chat, which I recommend for everyone and not just for hashtag stop Asian hate, but anytime you want to connect and further your community, um, you know, creating warm fuzzies, if you will. But during that time, folks were allowed to share and encouraged to tell us their experiences with everything. And then at the end of, toward the end, as we were wrapping up, we put out a call to action to help us with this statement. So if I may give a shout out to Jen Lee of the Off Ethnic Podcast and Charmaine Fury of Militantly Mixed Podcast. And Andrew, I'm sure you'll be able to help me with the other folks who helped. But basically, it was a group effort with, of course, along with Andrew Wong here. And because we are together, we're stronger. And so that was the thinking behind the fireside chat, as well as the creation of the statement tonight. And by the way, Josie, we've debuted it on your show now today so we thought we would bestow the honor upon you because you're having us on tonight so thank you so much thanks lee andy let's hear from you how are you doing thanks josie thanks for having me here and initiating me into the fireside app very excited to participate this evening i'm doing fine Uh, i think that you know, it's it's been an intense time just following the news, I would say, for the last year, right, uh, just with the pandemic and everything. And then, as you alluded to, the events in Atlanta and kind of hearing this debate of was it a hate crime or was it not a hate crime? And, you know, seeing, well, I guess it was just the way that it was presented by the police initially and communities really rallying around that to say that if it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck and call, call it what it should be called. But yeah, I think that I'm really happy to see all of these opportunities to have dialogue and communication. That's what our fireside chat was last week. It was just an opportunity. We didn't really have a formal agenda other than to let people speak and to listen. Yeah. 
I, I don't know if that was the time to have an agenda or any structure, just let people come as they are and share what they're feeling. And of course I missed it, as I said, but I think, I mean, I know I was numb for days, not just that day when I, yep. when I heard and I, I felt like, like that shaken Coca-Cola bottle. It's like, okay, I can take off the cap and let everything fly out. Or I can just sort of unscrew cap a little bit of time, tighten it, you know, twist again, just to let a little bit out at a time because um, kids that need to be, you know, all the things that need to be done for them. And it was quite overwhelming though. Like I lost sleep. I had tears. I, I felt, you know, kind of those triggers of like avoidance. I want to avoid this. And so it's been difficult. I'm still going through it, but I know there's things I need to face because I'm sort of in this place of like, well, I've had that position of this is just how it is, or this is how it always is, or this is how I know it to be, to now thinking, okay, what about going in the direction of this has to stop? This can't be. And that's not a light switch. Let's go to Shino. How about you? Hey, Josie. Thanks for having me here, and thanks for everyone attending. Um, to be honest, last week was very super emotional for me, just hearing the news and how it was handled and how Asian women get vilified for everything, you know, even being treated as sex objects. We get the blame for it, and so I'm now just focusing on turning whatever pain we're going through and just turning it into purpose, and part of that is doing, you know, the Asian Women Who Boss Up Summit and creating a book highlighting Asian women and their stories because it's needed now more than ever. and mainstream media hasn't really done a great job covering all these Asian hate crimes, right? Every time I would talk to someone about it, the first thing they would tell me is like, I didn't know this was happening. And that's because nobody talks about it. And even if they have experts about Asian hate crimes, it's not even Asian. So that's what pisses me off even more. It's like, there's so many Asian people in America, and they don't pick the Asian person to talk about this actual topic. And so I think I just get really disappointed with America every time something like this happens. It's like, you really just don't treat us fairly. And, you know, it goes back to the, the like history, right? Having the Chinese Exclusion Act and Japanese people being concentration camps. And, you know, it starts from there. Nobody talks about it in schools. And so people don't think we don't go through these things, but we go through a lot. It's just because, like Lee mentioned, we've been brought up to stay silent and we're part of the problem too. And uh, it's really important to speak up, even if it's scary. You know, I've been doing my best to speak up wherever I can. Like I landed in a channel in Houston. I landed in an English speaking channel in China. And that was nerve wracking because it's a huge channel. But I realized like, well, I'm not going to do it. No one else will. And so, you know, the only way we can encourage, you know, our Asian community and other people to speak up is to just lead by example. But I've also been grateful for a lot of people just, you know, um, messaging me, telling me they're in solidarity with what I'm doing. And so I'm really appreciative of that because I've never really had that before. Just people just telling me and, you know, it's just me being honest and sharing my feelings and what's been going on. And yeah, now I'm just really focused on really elevating Asian women so we don't become the targets so that society doesn't dehumanize us. And I know there was a topic of like, saying not to include like sex workers because then we get more fetishized. But like, if you don't include them, you're still dehumanizing them because, you know, if that's the profession they want, then we can't stop them. But at the same time, you have to understand there's a lot of Asian women who come to this country thinking they're going to live the American dream and they're forced into that trade. And so for them, like it seems hopeless. And so that's why we really have to include 
everybody and speak up for everybody because in the end we're all human we all you know we're all human and we're all we all should be t- treated equally so yeah i'm just super excited for you know the stuff that we're doing the stuff that the, we're working on to really create more representation and it's a long way to go of course you know a lot of hurdles along the way but we got to start somewhere and you know we just do it person by person if we have to to get the, our message across thanks sheena when you were saying people reached out to you I, I was very touched i had not mentioned any of this on my podcast um till this week well i actually tried to record something and i was just i knew it wouldn't work um for that episode but i had listeners check in on me you know and i was really touched i you know, women of color, black women that reaching out to me. And it was like, I woke up one morning feeling loved and supported as I thought about that. Uh, I want to take some time. If anyone has any questions, you can raise your hand and I will figure out how to give you a mic. But in the meantime, maybe... Andy and Lee, can you tell us more about the Asian American Podcasters Association? Absolutely. So the Asian American Podcasters Association is a nonprofit supporting podcasters who identify as being AAPI from across the globe, not just in the U.S. We are based in New York City, but by no means limited (laughs) by that metro area. We started in about almost three years ago, and we uh, just finished. Actually, you know what? Sheena, I have to say, she was at our fireside chat as well, which was amazing. And uh, while she was talking, it just, I don't know, was it mentioned that she's done an amazing job with speaking up and highlighting Asian American women? She's got more than 800 episodes of our podcast highlighting such women. Uh, and The other thing that all of this does is uh, another member, Jason Lin, was saying that, you know, this is the first time in the Oscars, you know, the the, the movie award, the Oscars history, where so many Asian and Asian Americans are being have been nominated. (laughs) And so for best picture, for directing, best actor in a leading role, best actress in a supporting role, screenplay, editing, animated feature. I mean, and and so we hope that these positive highlights will still be showcased and, and celebrated and embraced instead of eclipsed by the hatred that's coming out now. And so um, we have more than 500 members from all across the country. And Andy, is there anything I'm missing on that? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Three years goes by in a flash. We've had like educational events to promote and help people to start up their podcast. We've given some workshops. We've spoken at podcast conferences. Last December, we hosted our first awards show, which was the Golden Crane Podcasting Awards, which we were very excited about. And most recently, we had partnered with PodFest and had a microcon of, gosh, how many speakers did we have? About a dozen speakers. Yes, we had about a dozen speakers. So, you know, we just want to create these opportunities to spotlight Asian podcasters and creators and really show the good work that they're doing because many of them, not everybody, is, you know, using their platform to, you know, further uh, further um, display positive messages 
of Asians and for Asians. And actually, Sheena won a Golden Crane Award <laughs> as well. Congratulations, Sheena. Yes, thank you so much, Lynn and Andy. I was super, um, super excited for it, especially when it came. I was like, oh, my God, this thing's so heavy. Like, it's, it was so beautiful. I was just like really grateful for the opportunity and everyone just like keeps asking me about it they thought i won like three awards i'm like no it's the same award the, uh, the award also has the journey to come here <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the award yeah. that just keeps on giving yeah and you know a lot of people love mentioning it you know it also helps you guys because they're always like you know she won an award from aapa um and it just goes both ways right just helping each other out put the word out there and um, you know, I'm so always grateful for Andy and Lee for all the work they've done because, you know, they started with from zero and look where they are today. And so, you know, the work that they're doing is really phenomenal and just grateful to be in a community where I can connect with other Asian podcasters. Because to be honest, when I first started, there was hardly any Asian podcasters. I was just like, am I in the twilight zone? Like, where are all the Asian? You're a pioneer, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, and you know, not not for not for nothing, but we should also. This is like a love fest for a moment, folks. Uh, Josie was one of our first first supporters, and so we are so thankful because you know what? Especially at a challenging time like this, any little or any small reaching out that we receive from people helps us to keep going. And so it's connected because when you reach out to a fellow AAPIer and just check in on them, that gives them the feeling that they're not alone and maybe helps them a little further on their journey that particular day. So Josie, uh, from, from our hearts to yours, thank you so much because when you showed your support way back when we were starting, it really did give us a boost that day. So thank you so much for helping us to continue going, Sheena and Josie. Well, I'm just happy you now have a donate button on your website. Cause I was like, they got to do that if they want donations. <laughs> Yeah, we're making progress I, <laughs> slowly. Yes, yes. And, you know, and there's a funny story behind that. But here's 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 what I have to say about that. If you are a nonprofit, generally banks will give you free bank accounts, which I didn't realize. And that's what took us so long to get around to it. But now we have a way to receive funds. So thank you for that. Stephanie, do you want to ask any questions to any of us? Hi, Josie. Thank you for inviting me on stage. I was keeping myself on mute because number one, I was invited. And number two, I wasn't going to talk over anybody, which sometimes that's a gift I have, but it's never intentional. <laughs> um, I think I just wanted to say welcome. Um, I love to see new faces. And I genuinely wanted to ask each of you, um, you know, something I've been trying very hard to do on Twitter with some other um, mental health professionals, uh, healthcare professionals and others during this time of um, such violence against our Asian American brothers and sisters here, if there's anything we can do to help amplify your voices and amplify your stories, I'm kind of known for just loving people and loving to interview people. And so I can say, I would selfishly love to interview each one of you. I just think that what we're seeing has got to be broken down through understanding and um, understanding that we all have families. We all love our friends and family and any way that I can help all of you amplify your voices and your stories, I would be honored to do that. So that was really a statement, but also a question. How can we help amplify your voices and how can we help create better understanding? Thank you for letting me speak, Josie. I appreciate that. Thanks, Stephanie. And um, you missed the first part. Lee 
read out the AAP, which is Asian American Podcasters Association, the statement they had, and there were some examples to answer your question, what podcasters can do. Lee, maybe you can share those examples now that you didn't share earlier. Sure. So one thing that you can do as a podcast host is read a suggested drop for your next episode, which is basically asking your listeners to join you in stopping Asian and Asian American hate by speaking up and doing what they can to be part of the solution. Uh, And it can be as simple as letting your network know that you're an ally and that you're checking in on friends and then put information in your show notes for more information. But some suggested actions that you can take today include donating or fundraising for an Asian organization or cause. You can write emails. And here's the thing. When we when we call on folks to take action, not all of us want to go to a protest and hold a megaphone. Maybe that's not in your DNA and that's fine. Maybe instead you can provide food and water for the protesters. You can definitely support Asian restaurants and small businesses. You can also in the workplace hire and mentor AAPIers and post job listings and other opportunities as well as highlighting and showcasing their work and reaching out to organizations, you know, such as ours that say, hey, I have a job listing. Uh, You can spotlight Asian educators, activists, and allies who are working to bring visibility. You know, you can encourage cultural competency in your network, in your workplace, uh, and share meaningful posts on social media. And then, you know, maybe it's as simple as reaching out to your friends. and, and, And here's the thing. Some people think, oh, well, uh, it's awkward. Why why would I do that? Or I don't want to feel silly. And here's the thing. If you reach out and you can say that, say, hey, look, maybe this seems weird, but I was thinking about you and I'm just reaching out to let you know that I'm here or I'm an ally or maybe we don't talk often, but I'm thinking of you and how can I be of service or I don't know what I don't know, but I'm willing to learn and listen. And it's as simple as a friend of mine sent me a text and said, how are you doing? And at first I was like, I'm walking my dog. I'm fine. What do you mean? And then she's like, no, no, no. How are you doing based on the events? And I was like, oh, and then we had a chat and it's as simple as that, you know, be the kind human beings that you are and act accordingly. <laughs> Lee, thank you. I think those are all magnificent suggestions. And I think some of them, perhaps some of us are doing, but I think you highlighted many different areas in ways that we can support the Asian American community right now. And I really appreciate and thank you. Um, I will do some of my own research too, to your point about um, checking out organizations and ways we can support. But I just, that high level overview was really, really helpful. And I sincerely appreciate the, um, the conversation. So thank you all for being here so much. Thank you. I just heard a sound. I'm not sure what that was. Um, And I also wanted to highlight uh, in the show notes, I have an episode um, where the Asian Boss Girls on their podcast, they interview the co-founders of Hate is a Virus. And they pointed out, just remember, if somebody isn't posting on their Instagram, it doesn't mean they don't care. And they could be working behind the scenes, making connections, making donations and so many things. And Yeah, it might not be in our DNA to have the megaphone like Lee is saying, um, but there are all sorts of ways that people can give and can be an ally. I want to give Darren some time. He's up on the stage. Can you unmute yourself, Darren? Hello. 
How is everyone? We're all muting ourselves when someone's speaking. That's why you can't hear us. Oh, that's oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's okay. Well, I just wanted to say hi and uh, thank you, Josie, for inviting me onto the stage. I wasn't expecting that, but I was just uh, prepared to listen to your stories, and um, obviously, we have something in common uh, with everything that's gone on with. Our people for a very long time, but I also know that there's been a lot of pain and violence against your people. And I think it's just another opportunity for us to stand in solidarity with one another and uh, try to root this out in any way we can. And I just reached out to, I about 20 years ago or so, I used to date a young lady in Seattle by the name of Sandra Sun. And I found her on LinkedIn. And I just said what I think uh, Lee was saying, how are you? I hope you're okay. And I haven't heard back from her yet. Uh, But uh, I thought of her as all this was going on. And just like I think of all of you, uh, this is not anything that any of us have asked for. We love this country. We want to be a part of it. We want to thrive in it. We want to feel safe and not feel like we have to be threatened. But uh, as it stands for some groups of people, that is our reality. So I thank you all for being here and enlightening us. And um, just know that I stand with you. And if there's anything I can do, and I know that I will use my platform either here or my podcast or even on terrestrial radio here in Kansas City to bring light to this issue. Thank you. I want to ask a question for you, Darren, actually. I see a hashtag that to me, my first reaction was no, 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 that's wrong. Um, So I want to get your feedback and your thoughts Um, The hashtag I was seeing was Asian Lives Matter or Asian Lives Matter 2. Have you seen that hashtag and what are your thoughts or feelings on it? You know, Josie, I have not seen that uh, yet. Uh, And it could be because I'm inundated with lots of work and have not spent a whole lot of time on social the last couple of days. I guess the, the first thing it makes me think of is... Okay, um, I I have feelings like should I want to own this as a black man, and should we share this? And so the first thing I'm I guess that comes to mind is to be honest with you, if I, if I can be transparent, it's like man, can we have anything for ourselves? But at the same time, it's still true, <laughs> right? Uh, Asian lives do matter. Right. And when uh, a group of people is is being um, persecuted and this is what I've told people that want to say, why does black lives matter and black, you know, all lives matter. And I heard this analogy from a gentleman and I can't I won't take credit from it. And I wish I could remember his name, but he the visual that he used was. Say you're driving down the street into a cul-de-sac and there's a house on fire in that cul-de-sac. And he just simply said, look, 
all those houses matter there, but that house is on fire. So that's the house that matters. And so he said that, excuse me, black lives, our house is on fire. So we, we need to matter. We need the attention. We need all the water. We need everything that it's going to take to put this fire out. And if this is happening to you, there's another house on fire and it happens to be a house that represents the Asian population. So I don't think things have to be exclusive. Um, I'm not going to do that, but I can understand why maybe some people may bristle at that. And maybe even you, uh, obviously you, you maybe took a little exception to it, but the fact of the matter is, is that we just need to understand that there's a group of people out there, our white brothers and sisters. And, and there's a cross section of those people that just don't want us here, or if they want us here, we, as long as we are in our place, it's fine. But once you start trying to get out of your place, then we have a problem. So that is really the, the mindset. As you go back to January 6th, you heard a lot of people saying, we want our country back. They're stealing our country from us. Who are they talking about? They're talking about people like me and people like you because this country is taking a different, different shape. It's changing. The demographics are changing. It looks different and they're really uncomfortable with it. And they think that we're trying to take something over. No, we're just trying to live our lives. We're just trying to have America work for us just like, just like it works for you. Nothing more, nothing less, but that's an affront to them. And that's what we're up against. So that's why it's important that we all come together in solidarity, whether you're Asian, whether you're black, whether you're Hispanic, it doesn't matter if they're, if we're not them, then it's a problem for them. Yeah. Thank you, Darren, for, for those words and your very terrestrial, terrestrial radio voice, which um, really um, resonates in my headphones. So your your words carry extra weight. I think that I'm just, I'm just very appreciative of the 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 sentiment of solidarity. I mean, personally, I feel like Black Lives Matters. That movement in my mind is perhaps the biggest fire and deserves to have its own space. But you know, that said, do the hashtags really matter? I, I think that. Um, you know, if we if we're fighting institutionalized racism, then indeed we're all on the same side. And it doesn't matter that our personal paths, like the challenges that we face may be different, but it's like the same fighting the same problem. And uh, I think that for, for Asians, that is sometimes uh, an issue just because Asians as a group are so diverse and it gets, um, it gets hard to just like simplify a message because we're not homogenous. Um, my understanding is that in Asia, there are more than 50 countries. The AAPI population represents 37 diasporas. And that compares to, if you look at the African American community, that's probably 32 diasporas and Latino or Latinx American community. So my point is just that 
the Asian community is very diverse. So it's difficult sometimes to have like one single message that everybody agrees to. But like Darren said, I think that we are all on the same side and fighting the same issues and trying to achieve equality for all. Can I speak to something you said, Andy, if I may? I think uh, what you made me think of is that the hashtag, does the hashtag really matter? We can't get distracted by things like that. We, we can't allow ourselves to let a hashtag distract us from what's really going on. It's really part of the problem, part of the reason why we haven't made the strides that we should have made because we get distracted. We see this little shiny thing get in front of us and we get distracted. It's like squirrel, you know, and we, we don't stay on message. We don't stay on the road to equality. We start caring about every little thing that everyone says instead of keeping our eyes on the prize. And I think it's, it's very important that if we are going to win this fight and the fight it is, we have to stay focused and we have to stay like-minded in that, in that process of getting what we want, which is a more perfect union. Yeah. And stay focused on what's important, not on the little stuff. Thank you, Darren. I appreciate that. I needed that. Uh, Randall, you're here. Do you want to mute yourself and share your thoughts? I'm here. Um, just surprised that I was pulled up several times and I, I pulled back a bit only because I don't know what I can offer to this conversation other than we need to have the conversation. I live in a very diverse city, Toronto. Um, we, I grew up with um, in a community where I didn't look at skin color. I didn't look at race or religion. Uh, I, to be honest with you, we were just all poor. We all lived in the, the uh, public housing and we were struggling just to make it through. And I think we were all on the same journey. So I think as an adult, an older adult, the conversation needs to continue. Uh, there are a lot of injustice done, not just in America and Canada, but around the world. And I just, you know, I really appreciate the fact that we can talk open and honest about treatment of people. We're all one human being. We're all just trying to do the same thing, which is, you know, make a good life for ourselves, be healthy, get an education, and just contribute. So really, that's all I have to say is let's keep the conversation going. A good platform. And just as podcasters, like I'm looking at myself as podcaster, we have an obligation to keep the conversation going. So thank you for pulling me up. I was a little resistant at the beginning because I really didn't know what to say. So uh, after hearing everything that people have been saying so far, I've only been here a few minutes. But I agree with whatever, what, what's being said. And like I said, let's focus on what needs to be done right now. Keep the conversation going. And let's make changes for the good. Thank you. Randall. And sorry for the invites. I am new to, to fire. We are all new to Fireside. And I was trying to 
figure out some of the buttons. So I apologize if that was like a tap on your shoulder a few too many times. Um, Sheena, Andy, Lee, we've got just a few minutes left. What do you want to say? Yes. I would love to just uh, go back a little bit to what Darren was saying. Darren, it's lovely to see you on this platform again. I, uh, so what you were saying, Darren, and I don't know, maybe partly it's because of that amazing voice of yours, but also when you said those, I'm counting, when you said those four words, you said, I stand with you, right? Uh, so powerful, gave me chills. And I think that that's really all one has to say if one isn't sure what else to say. It was so powerful when you said that, it gave me chills. And I, and I you know, that doesn't happen very often. I thought, wow, you know, I, I need to share this because, again, four simple words can make the difference in someone else's life. So thank you so much for that. Hey, Josie, just want to thank you again for inviting us here and, you know, just bringing up this topic is definitely needed. And yes, Darren has one of the most amazing voices I've ever heard. I think we were all just like uh, hypnotized by his voice. (laughs) But Randall, I'm also from Toronto and, you know, just really, I guess, helping with the Asian community, just get the word out there, have someone from mainstream media, just have us share our own stories, you know, and not pick people who aren't Asian to talk about these issues or to weigh in on these issues, because I think it's really needed to have it from an Asian person's perspective um, versus, you know, not having an Asian person talk about it. And and I know we still have a long way to go and it takes a lot of work to get this done. But, you know, I'm still very appreciative of everyone who does say they stand in solidarity. So, yeah. And I just want to add that I know that this is a very emotional time. You know, watching the news is not easy to do, uh, particularly when when we're seeing like elderly Asians being unprovoked and, um, you know, physically assaulted. It's horrible. But I am inspired by the media attention that it's getting. And even if it's not being presented in, a, in the right way, but progress is being made. And, and I've been, you know, listening to a lot of news reporting and following different discussions among podcasters and journalists, and there is progress being made. Uh, I heard some journalists talking about uh, Vincent Chin, who was murdered in Detroit in 1982. And at that time, the Asian American Journalists Association, AAJA, there were dozens of reporters who went to Detroit to cover that, one of whom was Corky Lee, a photographer from New York City who I knew well, and unfortunately, he passed away recently. But today, AAJA has upwards of 1,500 journalists who can go cover stories. So I'm just encouraged that attention is being brought to this issue. And I think that through that emotion and difficult times, good things can happen. I want to start wrapping this up. I want to say... Thank you to everyone who participated in this chat. Thank you to everyone who is listening to this. Um, I appreciate your time. Thank you to my guests, Sheena, Lee, and Andy. You can find out more about what they do and who they are in the show notes, which are at 
affirmationpod.com slash stop Asian hate. It's also my profile here on Fireside. I will be doing another one of these chats with Mike Kim from the Brand New Podcast who couldn't make it tonight. He wrote an article called Some Guy Called Me Yao Ming. And some teachers have been sharing it with their students to help with the discussion of racism in the classroom. If you want to check that out, it is also in the show notes, affirmationpod.com slash stop Asian hate. But everyone, I want to wish you a lovely weekend. Let's actually, how about just two or three words to leave with everyone, Sheena, Lee, and Andy? Honestly, just really grateful that everyone joined us and just, you know, even listening to us and giving their, um, you know, their thoughts and their views and, you know, sharing their solidarity. It's really grateful. You know, a little goes a long way. And, you know, I'm always grateful for everything. So thank you. Yeah, thank you, Josie. Thanks for organizing and and uh, giving us an opportunity to share and really appreciate everyone who attended this evening. I would like to say, in addition to thank you, just say or do something authentic, and that is you. Be part of the solution in a way that is authentically you. That's all I have to say. I hope, uh, you know what, actually, I lied. I have something else to share. So basically, with the Stop Asian Hate movement, If you are a parent like I am, and perhaps you are on the PTA like I am, or maybe not, but you're a parent of a child who goes to school which has a PA or a PTA, recommend that they have a fireside chat. So after we created the AAP statement, excuse me, that's my dog, I went to the PTA and said, hey, we need to have a fireside chat called sharing AAPI voices. And lo and behold, they realized the importance of it. And so within like three days, four days, we put it together and we had more than 70 registrants. And so do something, say something that's authentically you and be part of the solution in a way that is comfortable and doable and manageable for you. Thank you. Thanks, Lee. Great example. And thanks for being part of the PTA. I'm going to wrap it up here. If you have any questions, if you want to reach out, um, again, affirmationpod.com slash hate is where you can connect with Sheena, Lee, or Andy, or myself. And there's other resources there if you want to check them out. And so thank you. And I'll say what I say at the end of my episodes. Now go be you, know you, and love you. This is Josie with Affirmation Pod here on Fireside tonight. Have a great night. Bye. Bye, everyone. Created live on Fireside.